Welcome to Fireside Chats on the Young Mind, brought to you by Old Firehouse School. My name is Judy House, and I'm the program director of Old Firehouse School in Walnut Creek. Today, we're going to talk about birthday parties, the things that work, and things to consider when thinking about a party for your child. I'm joined by Alex Dutton and Rachel Turtledove from Lafayette. All of us are both parents and educators. We're going to talk about birthday parties with our educational and developmental knowledge. Sometimes what we want as a party for adults isn't the same as what actually will work for a one or two year old. Children will get the idea of a party, like really understand party when they're turning three or four. And just remember, I think simpler is always better. So Alex and Rachel, I wanna start off by asking you to share a memorable birthday party you had for yourself when you were age six or younger. Because for myself, I can't remember any. So I'm curious if you can. I was thinking about it. And probably the earliest birthday that I can remember is from around when I turned four. And my mom made a Knights and Castles themed party. It was before the days of Disney princesses. And so she got a bunch of metallic poster board that was gold or silver and she turned it into crowns or swords and shields and we got to decorate them and probably one of the main reasons I remember this party is those props that we made lived around the house after the party ended and so we still got to use them and that was really fun the other thing about it was my best friend was six months younger than me and her mom ended up using the same theme for her daughter's birthday party when she turned four. So I got to do that party twice. (laughs) (laughs) So it helped your memory stick. How about you, Alex? The earliest birthday party I can remember is uh, my six-year-old birthday party. And my parents set up an obstacle course, which I lost. And I remember crying. And that's what I remember is being very upset after that obstacle course. So yeah, it's a memory that I definitely have, but it was not a great memory of a birthday party. And I really couldn't remember anything younger than that. Yeah, same. I think a lot of my memories are just based on photos I've seen. Like I know my youngest parties were just with grandparents at my house, just having cake after dinner, but I only remember that because I see the photos of it. (laughs) I don't actually remember. So remember when planning your children's party, they may or may not remember it. I know it's kind of a bummer, but also the reality, maybe that will help take the pressure off a little bit that your child would be just as happy with going to the zoo with you and maybe grandparents or something as they would be with a giant party at, at your house or at a park. I agree. And I think a lot of children are entering childcare earlier. And so then they have a whole classroom full of friends. And I wonder if that's why there's been this shift kind of have more school inclusive birthday parties, even though the children are so, so young. I do know what you're talking about. As a teacher, I know what we recommend for families when they ask us. The basic rule is like, if they're turning five, invite five friends. If they're turning four, invite four friends. But I was also a teacher and I had a group of children at Old Firehouse School. And so when my child had a party, I felt like, oh, I should invite the whole group. So I, I understand the pressure of that, but also knowing it's probably not the best for keeping in mind what's best for my child. <laughs> so I think trying to take the pressure off and forgetting about, well, they invited me to their party. Just try to keep in mind uppermost that what is best for your child? What will they enjoy most? 
So I guess that brings us to what are some rules of thumb to consider for a party for a child under the age of five? I think what you were starting to say about the age and the number of children is something that I still really stick to. And I know it is really tempting for your child's second birthday to have this party with all 12 two-year-olds in your child's twos class. Is it really what you wanted to? It is something to remember that the, the bigger the gathering is, the more likely there's going to be some sort of conflict or some sort of time that your child's going to be upset. A party is very stimulating and really fun, but it can be overwhelming. There's a lot going on and parents at the party, sometimes they want to interact with each other. They're not necessarily going to always be great at supervising. So unless you're like Rachel's mom, who created all sorts of shields and swords for kids to be able to decorate, a lot of times two-year-old parties are, or three-year-old parties even like, are going to be best when there are fewer children. So for your child turning two, invite two friends. For your child turning three, invite three friends. That is really going to be the easiest for your child, honestly, to have a good time at their party because they will be people that they can hang out with, but it won't be too overwhelming and they'll still have buddies and someone to play with. How about timing? What do you think is the best timing for a party for young children? So with young children in preschool, you always have to kind of plan around nap schedules. So morning or directly after nap time will probably be the best. I always prefer mornings because that's usually when you get everyone at their optimal amount of energy. They're not tired. They're willing to be part of extra activities. But then also you don't want the party to go on for too long. I would say an hour and a half, two hours is the max you want to do for the party because otherwise the children start to get too tired, too cranky too hungry again, you know, an early morning party, you might just want to think about serving a snack. Or if you're bumping up with lunchtime, you can serve a meal right at the end. And then that's time to go. How about locations? What have you found to be good locations for your kids birthday parties? I think all of us were talking a little bit about how much we like parks. And parks can be really great, easy places. There's a built-in playground and whatnot. And there's something that children can do. There's space for them to run around. And please think about if you're going to a park, like how close is the road? How how busy is that park going to be? Like, do you need to maybe reserve a table or something ahead of time to make sure you have that space? And I know, you know, having gone to many of them with my children, but not actually having hosted one myself, I know how how great bouncy houses are or like what a draw they are for families of like, if you're going to have it in your backyard and you don't have a giant climbing structure, but you want something for the children to do, sometimes having a bouncy house is a, seems like a good idea, but almost every pediatrician I know hates bouncy houses because they almost, not always, but they are likely to end in a maybe broken bone for somebody. And every child that we've ever had with a broken bone here at Old Firehouse School got them from a bouncy house over a birthday party. Or a trampoline park. Yeah, yeah. So again, bouncy houses can be really fun, but there's just so many ways kids get injured on bouncy houses. But playgrounds and parks are usually wonderful. We have done a lot of park birthday parties. One other thing to consider is the trash and bathroom situation. You know, a lot of parks get cleaned regularly and have great maintenance, but it's not always something you can guarantee. So thinking to 
I had to pack a couple of trash bags or make sure that the bathrooms are going to be unlocked on the day of your party because you don't want to be in the situation of, oh, we need the bathroom and there's nowhere available to go. You'd have to actually leave the park. And if your party is at home, where I've had a few at my house, you have to think about how are you going to keep your child's, that's mine, from exploding during the party. You have to talk about what's going to happen with their toys or what will be out, what will be put away ahead of time. Or you think about it as the parent. I was at my friend's house who has a three-year-old and we had another friend who also has a three-year-old. And I think every toy that the visiting three-year-old picked up, the other three-year-old would get upset and whether or not that child was playing with that toy at that moment, but he had just such this like, but that's mine. And you can't just come in in my house and touch all my toys. And it was both hilarious to watch, but also like, oh, this must be so hard for my friends to feel like, oh no, you have to share your toys. This is not what three-year-olds are great at necessarily, especially when we are in his home and this is his stuff. So if you're going to have a party at home, consider putting away a lot of your children's toys or finding a way to block them off and really talking with your child about your friends are coming over. What are you okay with them playing with? If they're old enough to have that conversation. Most most times I think three, four and five-year-olds would be able to have a little bit, maybe not as much threes, but for sure four and five-year-olds could. But having that conversation or just knowing your child's going to have a hard time if other people are just touching all of their things. Asking them, is there something special you want to put away that you don't want to share? Because then that also sort of infers everything we don't put away is for sharing. (laughs) So hopefully they'll be okay with it. And what are some of your favorite parties you've had for your kids that have been the most successful, you think? The park parties really have been the best. I had a really sweet part a party for my daughter when she turned four in Tilden Park. And we just invited, we didn't even invite four kids. We invited two kids because we knew we had two neighbors coming and it was just a simple ride. The merry-go-round three times, have some snacks and cupcakes and juice. And we brought balloons and that was the giveaway as everyone just went home with a balloon. It was really simple. It was the first with a friend birthday party that we did when she turned four. All the parties before that had been with my family, which all live nearby. I like the simple goodie bag idea too, like just a balloon. I've been to a party where they just let you pick a ball to take home. So it's like, oh, oh, that's fun and easy. Or a coloring book or just like a one something. I was thinking back to one of my daughter's preschool birthday parties and she was really into jewels and sparkly treasures and things like that. And so we decided to have a treasure hunt birthday party. And so I arranged for the kids to get to decorate a little treasure box. And then my plan was to hide all of these jewels in the grass for them to go collect. And I was getting ready to set that up. All the children went off to the playground. I said, okay, I'm going to set up the whole scavenger hunt. And then my daughter says, no, I need to hide the treasures for my friends. So then they can look for them. And I was like, oh, you don't want to participate in the scavenger hunt? the treasure hunt. And she was like, no, no, I have to do it for my friends. I invited them here. And so I need to be the one to be in charge of the treasure hunt. And so she spent all this time while her friends were off playing, walking around, putting jewels and treasures by the tree and things like that. And then she gleefully said, on your mark, get set, go. And everybody ran and started collecting treasures while she just watched. And so I thought that was a great extension of not just trying to follow my child's interests to incorporate into the party, but letting her take leadership and 
serve as one of the hosts where she was really wanting to be involved rather than participate. Yeah, that's a good point. When they're older, you can ask them, how do you want your birthday party to go? Yeah, I'd say in general, we always tried to pick a party theme that aligned with what my children liked at the time. But it was always interesting to see how their favorite things changed because when she was three, she was really into horses. And so we had a horse themed birthday party. And then by the time she was four, the horse phase had passed. (laughs) (laughs) So I know some other things we've done at birthday parties. I think we may have mentioned already having some Play-Doh around for kids to play with or markers, just some easy things to keep kids staying a little focused if they need a little downtime within the party (laughs) or having balls around or if they're older frisbees or something but that would be probably a little older than preschool age one time we actually brought one of those tiny little ikea tables with us and brought legos on it that ended up being a lot of friends crowded around the lego table and they just spent so much time there i was really impressed and happy that it was successful because I didn't know, oh yeah, just bringing a few extra Legos was going to draw so many people together. Or even having the kids decorate their own party bags. And then if you have a pinata or something or whatever the thing is to go in the party bag, they've spent some time decorating it with the markers or stickers. How about opening presents at parties? Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it and like the story I shared with my friend's three-year-old and like not handling it the same thing if your two or three or even four-year-old is opening presents and all these other three and four-year-olds are just watching that is going to end in tears someone is going to want to play with the new toy that was just unwrapped and everybody will feel weird about like oh you can't because that's not your birthday present no, remember, we gave this to your friend, not this is not yours. So save the opening for later, they can handle it when they're older, like maybe six, seven, that is something that we haven't done around other children for a big party before they aren't ready for it. There's too much egocentrism at this age. I agree. And children don't really have the filter to be able to say, oh, I already have this. Their emotions will come through really unfiltered where it'll either be they're really happy that they got this present or maybe it's not super interesting to them and they're just going to discard it right away, leaving the person who gave it be like, oh, I didn't pick a winner. So it's better to just have those as private moments and let the child open them at home. How about food options for parties? Rachel was sharing how her mom used to have kind of a make your own pizza or make your own sandwich or something, which was a nice way for kind of older preschoolers to be able to have more choice in what they were eating. That would be for home birthday parties. There were three of us growing up. And so she had this system where she would make the English muffin pizzas. And so everyone would get English muffin cut in half, put on as much sauce or cheese as they wanted. And then there was endless discussion of who wants pepperoni, who is the weird one who eats olives, (laughs) things like that. And then she would just throw them in the oven and we would eat them 10 minutes later. And it was always really quick and easy birthday meal. With the youngest ages too, they don't need a whole spread. It's pretty simple. They're happy with pirate's booty and maybe some cut apples or oranges or something. And then the special treat. Now that we are in the era of post-COVID or after COVID a little bit, where we are no longer blowing on a birthday cake, the idea of it now, I'm like, wow, why did we ever let my two-year-old 
blow with all of his spit on a birthday cake. That was a terrible idea. So I do really like how everyone's more thoughtful about like, hmm, maybe everyone's going to get a cupcake and the birthday child blows out their own cupcake, but doesn't get their germs over everybody else's food. Yeah. Or I guess if you still really want to do a cake, consider putting the candle on a slice. Yeah. <laughs> that way, you know, yeah. it's well, at least more contained. Right. I, I've seen people do still have a cake, but maybe like the cupcake or they have like one cupcake for the blowing of the candle out but there's a lot more thought of individual treat and everything for different children that are going to be less likely to spread germs and also it is something to be considerate of is as allergies or food preferences because we definitely have a lot of children here who have a lot of limitations with food whether it's gluten or egg or milk products so trying to consider those as much as you can and having either something that looks the same but is different or you talk to the families and see what they can do. They also even just snack wise, I remember when we had some gluten free friends coming, making sure we got the gluten free Annie's bunny crackers and just having a bowl of that at the table along with some regular goldfish or something that way their child can feel like, oh, you know, there's a snack for me available. Well, that's true. We had gluten-free friends over for a party and we got gluten-free pizzas for them. And I bought the gluten-free JoJo's when I made my ice cream cake <laughs> so they could have the cake too. Alex, you had been talking about having a big family and what that means when we're recommending not a lot of people, but if you have a big family and it's just what you do, how does that go? So my family is huge. They all live within half an hour of me. And so it is just kind of the norm for my family to just gather. So having a big party, even if it's not a party, but it's just like, hey, it's Saturday and are you free for dinner? And suddenly there's all of us all having dinner together. That is kind of the norm for me. So my children are growing up with that being a fairly typical experience. But when it's a birthday party, if we have a big family birthday party, it's not necessarily that the child is the center of the whole evening. It's maybe just we're all together. It's like any other gathering that we have. And there's going to be cake where we're going to sing to my child. And that is really how we celebrated birthdays for my children up until age four or so. And we, we didn't really have birthday parties for the children before that, because I just knew it wasn't necessarily what they would have wanted as children. It would have been maybe more for me as a grown up having a, a birthday party for my child. But at four years old, I felt like that was when we were ready to do a friend birthday party. But I think family birthday parties can be very special. And it can be wonderful chances for everybody to get together. But again, it's at least for my family, the child isn't necessarily the center of attention at the party. So it's not the same. It's like you're not doing games, you're not doing a bunch of extra things. It's maybe just getting together and then there's cake. So another thing that I was thinking about with family gatherings, my older child ended up joining the preschool setting a little bit sooner than my younger child did. And so she was getting invited to a lot of birthday parties. And then we felt the need to reciprocate and we're inviting more of her classmates to come along. And so she, I feel like had bigger defined themed birthday parties growing up. And then I had my second baby and <laughs> second child, you know, your perspective changes a little bit. And so even while her sister was having more established birthday parties. Her birthday was in late summer. It was always really hot. It was difficult to do things outside. And we ended up scaling things back so, so much. And 
doing more things with just family gatherings. And then we have some cousins that are really close in age. So it would be more like, oh, okay, the grandparents and the cousins are coming over and that becomes a birthday party. Or we're doing a beach trip with the cousins and the grandparents and that's the birthday party. It made me realize that it's okay to not do the same exact birthday party for different children. You're at different stages in your life and they're going to enjoy it just as much. And so then with her entering into the end of preschool and starting kindergarten when COVID was hitting, she didn't really have a birthday party with friends until she turned seven. And she was fine with it. We always did decorations around the house. We always had cake. She always got presents and it was always fine. So just to have that perspective of what you did for one child's birthday, it doesn't have to be equal to be fair. It's just about loving and celebrating your child on their special day. A final piece to think about is to remember that the best laid plans will depend on each child's individual development and preferences. Just like at school, whenever you have groups of children together, there will inevitably be conflict. Even if the kids love each other so, so much, it will be hard to share and take turns or do what everyone else is doing. So be prepared to do a lot of supervision of children. Another way to help keep the party fun and safe is to not feel like you have to invite everyone to the party. Small groups, in addition to children who you know get along well, will also help. And remember who your child is. If your child is the quiet, slow to warm child, don't force them into a situation where they need to be around a lot of other people that they aren't comfortable with. Your child's personality and temperament can guide how the party works. And please don't feel guilty if you don't have a big party for your child. Parties are not for everyone. A celebration can be a trip to their favorite ice cream place with a friend. It doesn't have to be a party. I do also think sometimes parties bring out the worst in children. It's my party and I can cry if I want to. I mean, there's a reason that parties can sometimes feel overstimulating. And especially when your child is the center of attention, it can feel like too much. So whether your child is the shy child or is the like really super active and excitable child, it can just go a direction you might not want it to go if it's just a little bit too much. So keep in mind who your child is, what are good boundaries, like what are good time frames, what are things that are going to work best for your child in order for it to be a really wonderful day for you and for your child to enjoy. I think some other wisdom that I picked up over the years is also the the smaller the party you have, the easier it will be to reschedule because sometimes the birthday child just wakes up sick the morning of the party or it's going to rain and you were doing outdoor activities. And so you might have to change what your plans are and the smaller the guest list is the easier it's going to be for everyone to check their schedules and find another day that they can coordinate and reschedule the party for. Another thing I just wanted to add, since we're in the days of social media being such a big part of our lives, don't feel like you have to be the one to one-up everybody with the best party. This party is for your child. It doesn't need to be Pinterest perfect. You don't have to go out of your way to impress all the other adult guests. I feel like there can be a lot of pressure from everything you see on Instagram. You're trying to cultivate the most aesthetic toddler birthday party. It it almost gets competitive. But at the end of the day, it just really needs to be a celebration of 
your child and for your child. Don't do what happened many years ago. The group of friends, they did exactly this. They kept trying to one-up each other. And one of the four-year-old birthday parties ended with a helicopter dropping a crate with a puppy in it in the park at the end of the party, which was terrifying, I'm sure for the puppy, but also really like it was overkill. And it was just a lot. Your child just wants to hang out with you and have some cake. And those are the memories you want your child to have. And if you're looking for more resources, tbs.org has a wonderful age by age birthday party guide that we highly recommend. And we hope this helps. Happy partying. Thanks for listening to Fireside Chats on the Young Mind. We love hearing from families about what questions you may have too. So if there's ever a podcast topic that you'd like us to cover, please let us know. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to our podcast. Thanks so much.